building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Hello and welcome back to The Art of Entrepreneurship. Today's guest is actually someone who is near and dear to me because she has been at my marketing agency, Excelity, for many years. And her name is Jenny Whedon. I guess I should include that. And she is the VP of People Operations at Excelity. That said, she's had a ton of different roles within the agency. She started as an account manager and before that was in sales. And I think she's worked in many of the different functions of business. I think the biggest thing to highlight is that Jenny has gone through this incredible transformation over the years that we've known each other. We've both been kind of working to transform together. And she's here today to talk about all of the things that she's learned, what's prompted the transformation, and how you can take her advice to transform yourself to turn into a better leader, a better employee, a better coworker, a better friend. Thank you for joining me. So you and I really have like kind of grown up in business together. Yeah. Cause it's been so many years and I feel like we've been on this like path of evolution together. Yeah, I agree. It's been fun and challenging and yeah, all yeah. the things. <laughs> both of those things are true. I think that both of us over the last, I don't know, eight years have come to believe that everything is done for you, not to you, even though when things happen to you and you are feeling like a victim of something, I think it can be really difficult to get through that. When things happen that can be seen as negative, I think you specifically have really learned how to turn it into a positive. And one good example of that is feedback. For example, taking and receiving feedback is one of the most valuable skills that people can have. And a lot of people don't have it. You know, like a lot of people really struggle to receive feedback and to have open and honest conversations. Talk to me about how you went about developing those skills. Yeah, well, I was just born perfect. And no, okay. So I think <laughs> you and I both know that I uh, did not always take feedback well. Same. Probably past employees know that. Um, and my parents at times, you know, like I'm <laughs> sure a lot of people in my circle were aware of how I did or did not take feedback, um, you know, super well. So, um, gosh, how did I go about? solving that. I think like the biggest thing for me was getting the feedback with this gets really meta, but like getting the feedback that I didn't take feedback well, like, and, um, I think sometimes giving feedback is scarier than getting it because mm -hmm. you have to tell somebody something that could be really uncomfortable. Uh, and I am thankful that you were willing to give me that feedback, even though it probably wasn't fun. And I'm sure I didn't take it well. <laughs> At the time, I was probably like, how dare she say I don't take feedback well. But I, I used to be a person who would not take it well. And then a day later, I'd think about it. And I'd be like, they're right. Like, 
whatever. But then I was like, gosh, it must be really painful to give me feedback because I don't take it well. And then I eventually come around, Mm -hmm. but you like have to go through that hurdle every time you do that with me. I mean, yeah, obviously receiving that was helpful from you. And I just started realizing like, yo, I can fake this till I make it. Like, I don't need to feel willing to take the feedback well yet. I just need to be willing to like go through the motions of it for a bit, because then I know that once I throw my body into something that my brain follows, it's cognitive dissonance, right? Like you have an uncomfortable thing and your brain catches up. So I, at first I would just sit there and listen and take the feedback and be like, cool, I'm writing it down. I'm taking notes because I don't want to react in the moment and Mm -hmm. I want to come back to it. And I think that really helps people see like, oh, she's not putting up resistance (laughs) to this and she's being open to the experience. And, you know, I did research. I read a lot of Brene Brown books over the years that have helped, um, And I just started realizing that feedback is truly a gift. I know that's cliche and people say it all the time, but it is a (laughs) gift. And it's when people stop giving you feedback that you should worry. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of of those things definitely helped me get on the right track with figuring out how to take feedback well. I think that I love the strategy of taking notes while you're getting feedback, because I think it allows a few things Like you kind of get a break from the conversation and you get to sit and write things down. You get to actually look away, like, especially if you are getting feedback, even like in person over coffee or uh, uh, on video, kind of like we are right now, you get to look away from the camera and look at something else and process what is happening. And so I think that is a very smart decision and a good like stepping stone. Like if there is one first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to promise myself, I'm not saying anything right away. And I'm going to take notes while I think about what to do next. Exactly. It gave me something to do so that I wasn't reacting instead. And then, yeah, it gave me space and permission. I think a lot of times we feel like we have to respond to feedback right away and taking notes. And I'd be like, I'm taking notes. I'm listening. I care about what you're saying. I need to write this down. And then I eventually started, you know, I was doing that first just to not react, but then I was like, this is valuable. I'm really happy. I'm taking these notes Mm -hmm. and like all of those things. And so then I was also removing myself from the equation because it wasn't personal to me. It became about how the feedback existed and it was from this person and it was a problem I needed to address. And it wasn't like, I'm a bad person or I'm doing things wrong. It was like, oh, there's a symptom to an issue here and I have to figure out what the issue is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to talk about taking things personally in a little bit, but the next thing I wanted to talk about is I think it's really one thing to get feedback and to take it. And then it's a completely different thing to actually do something about it. And I hear you, gosh, like referencing that feedback. I hear you referencing feedback that you've gotten from people over the years. Hey, I learned this five years ago from this person. It seems like you've really figured out a way to internalize feedback and then take steps to do something about it. What is your secret? How do you do that? Well, another piece of feedback you gave me a long time ago, 
I was like overworking myself for no reason. Like I know I was, you know, billing 10, 12 hours a day. And I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Like to, I don't know if it was like to prove something, to prove something to you or myself. I don't know. But when I started being really serious about my time and like what it looked like to be successful and to help the business be successful, I figured out how to fiercely prioritize, how to delegate and how to understand like what tasks were important or not. And in doing so, whenever I commit my time, I know that it's going to get done Mm -hmm. because I've done everything in my power to make sure that my calendar, everything has space for fires. It has space for the most important one to two things in the day. And so yeah, when I commit to doing something, it happens. So if that means someone's given me feedback and I am internalizing it and I'm asking like, hey, can I have a day to think on this and find a solution or whatever? I'm taking the time to really take things seriously. And I think a lot of our employees now when I have one-on-ones with them and they give me feedback, they see that I follow up with it. And that's the accountability part of it, right? Because if we get feedback and then we do nothing with it, it's kind of a waste of a gift. So like always following up and holding myself accountable is a part of, you know, that process of internalizing. Tell me about space for fires, because you're one of the only people I've ever met that does this. And I still, I mean, I could get better at that too. I pack my calendar to the gills and then I'm like, ah! I have to do something else. Wow. I'm sure that scream is going to be really fun for everyone listening. Okay. Tell me about space for fires. Yeah. So I realized, I think, you know, we're in a service business. We work with clients. We have people who have needs that pop up all the time, whether it's a conference or like, oh, a CEO delivered news that they need to launch this thing or whatever it is. And I used to be more, much more in the client work and I still am to an extent. So there used to always be like a thing that would pop up and I'd be like, oh God, like I was planning on doing, you know, working 11 hours on these things, which is (laughs) filled out now or whatever. But I was, you know, it was just like, how do I make this work? So I like started blocking off time that was just Hey, I'm, this is my goals work time. If you need me, please ask me because I, I need this time for my goals or like, Hey, this is my focus time. Mm -hmm. And like, please request meeting time with me if you need me then. And like, I still have a ton of time for meetings outside of that blocked time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like people still find me accessible. And also like inevitably things come up yesterday, something came up with a client where I had to, you know, manually input some things into one of our systems, but I had spaced out time to do that because I knew it was important. So just, I think in every business, if you sit down and look at like, what was I expecting to do this week and what came up, you could average out like, okay, I need about an hour, hour and a half of question mark time on my calendar Mm -hmm. a day and plan for something to happen (laughs) during that time. And if not, guess what? You have free work time for yourself, but it's just helped me like be, and then I can be more present for people when Mm -hmm. they do need me, which is Mm -hmm. always good. 
And the way that you prioritize and manage your schedule really impresses the heck out of me. I feel like I learn a ton and I'm sure everyone that's listening is learning too. Okay. You talked before about not taking it personally, how you're receiving a piece of feedback from a person and it's not about you. I think it's really easily or really easy to take things personally. And I've done it a million times and I mean, God, I still do it here and there. In the last few years, I think that you have become the master of not taking it personally, where previously you did take some things personally, you know, I mean, you and I both know that and we both did it. We were like, oh, oh yes. my God, is yep. this about us? Do they hate us? And it, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. What is your best advice for someone that is looking to kind of separate their own personal feelings from, from the feedback or from the business environment? Yeah. I think there's always power in the pause, like taking the breath mm-hmm. to really hear what's being said. Because when I was a, I was a comm arts major. So I studied a lot about communication and when communication leaves someone's mouth, it becomes interpreted by someone else and it becomes what they think it is. So I, I think I've always been pretty self-aware and then thinking through okay, this is what they said to me. Like, what does that mean? And can I take a pause to think on that? So there are times when people will tell me something and I'll kind of nod and be thinking. And that's like the power of the pause, right? Like I had a break to not have to immediately respond right away. Mm -hmm. And therefore I didn't have to take it personally because it's not um, it's just not that personal, you know, uh, and then I get to, I think the next, next part is asking questions. Like I have learned from Rebecca or the business coach for Excelity or business coach mm-hmm. so much about asking incredible questions. And like, I now, not that we're talking about me giving feedback, but I now feel like I can ask the right questions to get someone to the answer so that mm-hmm. I don't even have to give as much feedback because they've given themselves their own words in in feedback but like asking a really strong question to understand the meaning Mm -hmm. behind something is super important to really sort of also show someone that you're partnering with them and the feedback like we've talked a lot personally about like us versus the problem I really take that mindset of like this is the issue again it's not about me personally it's about the problem that's happening and how I am contributing to it and how others may be and like that's an opportunity to solve problems and I love critical thinking so like it's that's like a way to challenge me versus make me feel defensive and also I'll just say like and we'll I know we may, may talk about this in a second but like as you know I was in an accident and after that accident I learned that like nothing's that serious. Mm-hmm. Like it's never that serious. So when I get feedback, I'm like, there's so much worse that could be happening. Like, it's not that serious. We're not like, we're not heart surgeons. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be we're okay. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I yeah. I do want to talk about that because, and thank you for giving permission to talk about it. And it was almost two years ago 
Almost crazy. I feel like so much has changed in the last two years ago. So we don't have to get into the details of the accident and what happened, but I know that you couldn't walk for months and you were posted up on the couch and just recovery and getting through everything that happened was a long and difficult process. And yet you somehow managed to come out stronger. Like it's not saying like, oh, look, I overcame this challenge and now I'm amazing. But it's saying like you worked through all of that and you did so much work on yourself physically to be able to walk again, but also mentally to get through that. What is it like to go through something that is that life-changing and perspective-changing and what did you learn from it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, at the time, I probably thought, wow, this is like the worst point in my life. And now I I actually find that accident to be such a gift in so many ways. Um, and like, how did I get through it? I mean, gosh, so many different things. As you said, it was work because I didn't magically say one day, okay, I guess I'm over it now. <laughs> no, that is mm-hmm. not what happened. We've talked in the past about like, PTSD, depression, and anxiety that came along with that. So a lot of mental health issues um, that I'm not ashamed to talk about. And I think like, obviously asking for help was an important part of that to know that I wasn't in it alone. Talking to you and asking for what I needed from you at the time which is super helpful because now here I am yeah. Um, and my parents and friends like really getting support when I needed it. And like, yeah, I was really, I was really bummed for like a while and Mm -hmm. um, went to trauma therapy, which was super helpful because I could talk through things about the accident, about things surrounding that. Like it, it, kind of turned into other things like Mm -hmm. just regular therapy but it was so helpful um and I'm actually like going back to therapy now like starting this week so I'm really excited about that um I know I'm really excited Um, therapy (laughs) yeah yeah, I know I was missing it I was just like it's time to go back um but also things like journaling like journaling our feelings can be a really nice release to get it out and on paper mm-hmm. and reading i read this book called the hilarious world of depression and i really i was like laughing and also like i really relate to this but i was also cracking up it was just like a a healthy conversation about like what was going on in my mind and listening to podcasts i mean really like I, like you said, like I was saying, it's putting in the work Mm -hmm. because as I've said multiple times, we've talked about this quote, but mental health isn't our fault, but it's our responsibility. Yes. And so like putting in the work to get through all of that is so valuable now because I feel like, uh, like an incredible partner, um, a better daughter, a good coworker, like mm-hmm. an even better coworker. I just feel like it's amplified every area of my life. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you definitely put in the work and I feel like you have done so much work on yourself and on this business over all the years we've worked together and came on the podcast, which I definitely appreciate. Okay. We talked about a ton a ton of stuff. If you want to highlight one major takeaway from the episode, what is it? I mean, I could, I feel like I could bullet point about 20 different things, but I think (laughs) when it comes to 
we talked about feedback a lot. When it comes to feedback, I think, again, it's not that serious. So that's one thing. Um, and also like, know it's a gift and understand what you need to do to receive feedback well. It could be writing notes down. It could be saying, send this to me so I can digest it. Like figure out what works best for you because it is a gift and it can change your life. Like it can change how you show up every day, not only professionally, but personally. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jenny. For everyone listening, please share this with one person that needs to hear all of these amazing messages that we talked about today. And I will talk to you next time. 